Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. You know what? When I, when I have conversations with people like Mayor Billy Hughes, I'm reminded how fortunate we are to have leaders in coastal Mississippi who are working so hard to keep a vision of the future alive and well, and then willing to you know put you know put the time in the trenches to achieve those goals. This is not easy. It's not easy, as we mentioned in the day of of uh, social media and all the other things that get in the way. Um, it's not, it's not easy being a public official. And, you know, the time I spend with, uh, with any other mayor along the coast, especially people like Fofo Gillich, the mayor of Biloxi. And I love the way he says that opportunities are like water. You can't hold them for very long. I mean, what, a, what a great image to, to think about as you think about how you cannot leave a stone unturned and evaluating the opportunities that come in front of you. There's a lot of money uh, sitting on the sidelines now because of the pandemic, and there are a lot of major developers and major companies that are looking to invest their money, and they're looking for communities like we have here along coastal Mississippi, and we're really lucky. So, you know, when we have the conversation with people like Billy Hughes, there can be a lot of noise at times when you're in a political position, but when you have a, a good sense of where the future is taking you, it helps you sort of, you know, put it in perspective, and you don't get too overwhelmed by the noise. And um, as I said, you know, we've had this, this, this uh, you know, great uh, series of conversations about Gulfport, having the economic development director for Gulfport, David Parker, on last week. And, uh, what, you know, watching them do their work, watching them, you know, Billy Hughes and David Parker work together and do, to do their work, uh, it's just, it's just, it's inspiring. It's inspiring to see people in the trenches with their, with their eyes on the goal. And, uh, and I'm honored to, to be able to tell their story here on Coast View. So uh, without any further ado, let's move over. Friday is our day to spend with Jeff Duncan uh, from The Athletic. He's covered the Saints longer than anyone else, uh, but he's just, a, he's just a sports enthusiast, a sports you know, journalist, and he can talk on a wide range of topics. So how you doing, buddy? Ricky, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know the first thing that comes to my mind when I talk to you? And it sounds like it's a broken record because this could really symbolize just about every conversation we've had for the past several months. And that is rain, rain, and more rain. I am ready for the rain to stop. Aren't you, buddy? Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, these in these typical Gulf Coast gully washers that hit us, I mean, they inundate the land and, as you know, the, the salt water. It's unbelievable amount of water. I, I was driving the other day in New Orleans, and this is the first time I've ever had to do this, Ricky. I actually had to pull over because I literally could not see. It's the first time I've ever done that. I'm pretty intrepid as a driver, but I couldn't see 10 feet in front of me. It was dangerous. That's how heavy the rain was. Big tropical raindrops. Of course, we had the tropical storm come through. I have a rain gauge at my house. It fills up at five and a half inches. I usually go out and I keep an eye on it, go out and, and change it. But it, it filled up during the night and I wasn't up to, to check it. I did get up around three o'clock. I guess it was Sunday morning. I'm not maybe it was maybe it was Saturday morning. But anyway, when the when the toughest part of the storm came through, it was a typical tropical storm. You know, wind gusts of sixty miles an hour. You know, steady winds, thirty to forty miles an hour. You know, torrential rain. Uh, they say that the 
that the uh, rain gauges in Biloxi were around uh, 10 inches. And then, uh, then you know, two days later, you know, we still have the tail of that storm as it's going out into the Atlantic. Still, the tail of that storm is uh, impacting our weather in New Orleans and here along the Gulf Coast. And, uh, you know, another five inches in that rain gauge. And then uh, another storm, you know, not long after that, a day or so later, another three or four inches in it again. So, I mean, we're talking about nearly 20 inches of rain, man, in a week. And that's on top of we were already in the top one percent of the nation in terms of geology. You know the way they determine what the moisture content is in in the land. We were in the top one percent already. So we need a break, don't you think? Yeah. Look, I run every night here at Ottoman Park near my near my home in Uptown New Orleans, and there's still uh, acres of standing water in the park. I haven't seen it like this in forever. Uh, mm -hmm. Almost little mini lakes. All, yeah. all around, the, and it's beautiful though, I have to say, with the reflection of the, the cypress trees and the oak trees up out of the water, but I haven't seen, there's just nowhere for the water to go right now. It, it can't go down in the, the water table so high in the ground that there's nowhere for it to go. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a time that we need to see, you know, just kind of a normal, you know, light rain afternoon thunderstorm. Let's, you know, let's let's get back to some some cadence of a lot of sun. You <laughs> maybe we're headed toward that, I don't know. Hey, listen, um one of the interesting things, let's just start start with the saints today. We usually kind of hold them off to last, but what I'm noticing when I'm reading, whether it, you know, I don't care whether it's ESPN or any number of other sports publications, that there's a lot more being written today about Jameis Winston, a lot more being written. And uh, almost as if he's sort of the heir apparent. Now, they certainly give a nod to the competitive situation that exists in New Orleans, but what, they, what they're writing a lot about is this transformation that's occurring with him. You know, the opportunity, I think someone wrote the opportunity to, to sit back for a year because you know he came right out of college and went got thrown right into a bad situation. The team wasn't that good. He was having to save the team and everything was moving so fast. And but the opportunity to like freeze frame it and learn from the master and slow the game down and actually learn the game will 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 pay some dividends. What's your growing thinking about all of that? Well, I think Jameis Winston's doing all the right things. I, I think he understands clearly the opportunity that's at hand. He knows his career is at a crossroads after what happened to him in Tampa. I mean, he was on an ascending arc his entire career. He's a huge recruit out of the Birmingham area. Uh, when he came out of high school, he goes to Florida State. He wins the Heisman Trophy, a national title. Uh, you know, and then he's the number one pick in the draft and has success, makes a Pro Bowl in Tampa. He's only known success his whole career. So to be uh, not renewed his contract and for Tampa Bay to move on for him, I'm sure it was jarring and a wake up call for him in his career. And he understands the opportunity he has here in New Orleans with this playoff caliber roster with one of the greatest offensive minds, I would argue in the history of the NFL, Sean Payton. Uh, it's an incredible opportunity and you can see that he is seizing the day. I mean, every day he's working out, doing all the right things, showing leadership. And and I heard nothing but positive things about Jameis Winston uh, universally throughout the building and from the coaching staff and his teammates. So it's all there for him, but he's going to have to win the job. I mean, I do not think it's preordained 
that he's the starting quarterback. Matter of fact, I know some people that think Taysom Hill will beat him out, but it's going to be fascinating to watch. And I think Jameis Winston is dotting every I, crossing every T to make sure he's prepared as possible uh, to seize the day in this in this great opportunity. One of the things, you know, of course, you and I have talked about this before in the past, but when you when you see what's being written about him today, you know, this transformation that he's going through, not just on the field, but off the field, changing the way he thinks about football, changing the way he evaluates where opportunities are, learning how to how to run, as you've discussed it before, this uh, you, you, this offense that requires a PhD, um, and and they're not going to change that that reality. It's going to be a complicated. Uh, it's going to be sort of suited for whoever wins the the starting role. But one of the things that that keeps sticking out because they always remind you about this that he had personal transgressions along the way. So you know was that was that because there's a character flaw or was that because he was immature? And the other is the number of fumbles, interceptions that he had. I mean, it just it was a, it was a lot, man. So how do you 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 think that 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 whatever this rehab that he's going through, that it's not just in terms of you know how to properly direct his football skills, but it's also how to make him a better man. Do you think that that's that that's you know paying off based on what you're hearing? Yeah, I think sometimes we have to remind ourselves, Ricky, uh, that these are young men, very young men. Sometimes when they come in the NFL in their early 20s, they've had a lot thrown at them. Uh, they've lived somewhat. It, it, Players like Jameis Winston, I can think of uh, Reggie Bush when he came in here. They live a little bit in a cocoon at that elite athlete level. And sometimes they're not prepared for all the expectations that come with being a high draft pick. Uh, the, the support system they had maybe in college isn't there. And you have to really understand that some players mature later than others. Some players get it later than others. And I've noticed that with a number of guys that have come into the league. And you have to you have to remind yourself of that. And I, I don't think you can give up on players. Uh, I think they can have resurrect, resurrections in their careers. I've seen it happen numerous times. And I think it can happen for Jameis Winston. I like everything I'm hearing, everything I'm seeing. But it is going to come down to execution. You know, he's going to have to do it on the field and prove to everyone, including the Saints coaching staff and teammates, that he can lead this offense and avoid some of the mistakes that he that hounded him throughout his career in Tampa Bay. But I don't think what's happened in the past is going to be any judgment from Sean Payton and the staff here. They're going to judge him on what he does here in New Orleans. Well, you got to be smart. You got to make good decisions, both on the field and off the field. You have to uh, you have to sign up for the Saints system, and if they don't think that you're able to sort of fit into their mold of what that system is, they're not going to spend the time on you. So the fact that they're spending the time on him is an indication that they like what they see. So when we come back, we'll see what else is in the news as it relates to the Saints. What's the latest on the Pelicans? And then Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss's baseball coach was being strongly considered for LSU. That's not happening. So we'll get the latest on that as well. We'll see you after this break. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coach. You had a great conversation at the beginning of the show with Jeff Duncan from The Athletic about the latest on Jameis Winston and the quarterback competition in New Orleans. And that was that's going to be such an, an interesting uh, part of the offseason for the Saints this year. I just can't tell you how, how interesting that's going to be. Hey, incidentally, incidentally, the Saints have been looking for a new voice of the Saints, and they they got their man. Not a big surprise, but Jeff, you had previously said that Mike uh, Haas might not have have his name in the in the hat but he seems excited about that opportunity yeah actually you know i heard he was the front runner way back when zach streif resigned to take a job with the coaching staff and it proved to be true uh, and mike's gonna do a great job he's a great guy very respected uh broadcaster here in the new orleans market and um, i know he's extremely excited about it. i think he's gonna have a long run being the play-by-play guy and there was some elite level candidates in the mix there uh, for that job. It was a very attractive job. It still has that status. Uh, so I'm really excited to see how Mike does. I know he and Deuce McAllister are going to form a great team. And, you know, that's that's a big job, as you know, high profile uh, here in New Orleans. People still listen to the radio call of the game uh, with their TV sets on. Yeah, they they really do. As they said, Mike checks all the boxes. Long long history, sideline reporter. He's done done work in sports for WWL. For, for he's been an anchor for WWL. He's uh, extraordinarily well respected in the city. Uh, knows the Saints' history. You're right. I think he might be the next Jim Henderson. He might be there for a long, long time. Um, it's probably his as long as he wants it because people are going to enjoy. His voice is familiar. He's a really good play-by-play guy. He's just a great fit. And I, I know you know him well, and you probably are pretty excited about him getting that job. Yeah, I really am. And um, I think it's going to be a really smooth, seamless transition for him and Deuce. I know they're familiar with each other. Uh, so I, I know WWL has got to be ecstatic to have a person of that quality here in the New Orleans market. Uh, you know, that's hard to find somebody of Mike's caliber. He's obviously had an established, uh, respected broadcast career here over the years at WWL and uh, he knows the Saints up and down I mean he's been the sideline reporter for the last uh, five or so years uh, at every home game so it'll be I think for Saints fans it'll be a familiar voice and a New Orleanian calling their games which I think is important no doubt about it anything else on the Saints before we shift gears no well look training camp starts the 29th it's going to be here before you know it players will report the day before and, uh, you know, it's going to be a hot one, Ricky. I mean, uh, it always is down here, but I think there's going to be a lot of excitement. Fans are going to be allowed to come, and I think that's going to be huge for people who hadn't had a chance to get out and see the Saints up close and personal. So I, I really can't wait for it to start. Well, okay, so now speaking for Mississippians, and especially those who follow the University of Mississippi Ole Miss baseball, um, we were really pleased to hear that we get to keep our coach here. What's the latest on that front? Well, you know, he was a top candidate for LSU, and I, I know that uh, Scott Woodward, the athletic director, had targeted him. Uh, it's a really fascinating search right now. I mean, LSU is arguably the premier coaching job in all of college baseball. The resources they have, they lead the nation every year in attendance. Uh, it's a premier job, but finding the right fit, I think, for Scott Woodward's uh, proved a little elusive right now. He's pursued a number of candidates and for different reasons hasn't found the right fit. Uh, I'm sure he's going to get a quality coach there. I mean, I've heard a number of other maybe younger candidates, but Scott Woodward's track record so far in his hires 
Ricky at LSU has been to find established, proven head coaches. And that's what Bianco was, obviously. He does an unbelievable job at Ole Miss. And I think there was a lot of people thought he might come to LSU. His son's on the team here. He's coached here before. Uh, but for whatever reason, I think he just couldn't leave Ole Miss. It's such a great situation there. Anybody that's been to games uh, at Ole Miss knows the special environment they have. Uh, so I'm happy he's staying at Ole Miss because I think uh, that program is going to continue to be a national power with him leading the way. I, I can't agree more. With Southern Miss doing well, and of course Mississippi State doing extraordinarily well, and Ole Miss has some great talent coming up and ke- get to keep their coach. It's going to be another great year for baseball in Mississippi next year. Hey, so uh, what you hearing about the Pelicans these days? Well, they're deep in the throes of their coaching search, and we've talked about it before on the program. I mean, this is a critical hire. I, I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, one name out of the mix uh, this week, Rick Carlisle, the longtime head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, just got hired by the Indiana Pacers. It, and it looks like uh, that uh, a couple of other younger candidates that the Pelicans were looking at, Ime Udoka, uh, looks like he's not going to be available. He's going to get a head coaching job. So I think the Pelicans are going to go for a young, on the rise, kind of try and catch a star on the way up candidate. Uh, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. One, I think they want they have a young roster, and they want someone that can identify with these with these young players. Uh, that was a, a, probably a, a miscalculation with Stan Van Gundy. And then the other thing is, frankly, and this is no secret, they've got to get someone relatively cheap because they still owe Stan Van Gundy uh, close to $10 million on his contract by letting him go. And then they still are paying Alvin Gentry for letting him go a year early. So all that money that's being owed to people not working for Gail Benson is probably going to have an effect on how much they can spend on this next coaching search. Well, Jeff, we'll continue to watch that closely. You're getting some interesting insights, and we'll go dive a little bit deeper on some of those possibilities uh, next week. But anyway, until we uh, can meet again, I look forward to visiting with you next week. It's been great to talk to you, Jeff Duncan. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Have a great weekend, everyone, and I look forward to it next week. Yeah, have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.